I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic. We are your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber. And singer-songwriter Marcio Novelli. This week, we are joined by Boston-based singer-songwriter Skylar Kirkville. Skylar is a transgender singer-songwriter, activist, educator, writer, and artist currently living in Boston. Most often known as the, on the internet as his pseudonym Skylark or Skylark11, he began documenting his transition on YouTube in 2009 when he began hormone therapy. As a result of his vlogs and written blogs, he's been invited to speak at numerous events across the United States. Skylar's latest EP, Tell Me a Story, was released earlier in 2015, and there's more music on the way. We're looking forward to hearing more about Skylar's story and finding out what the new EP has in store. So, hey, Skylar. Hey, thanks for having me. Hi. You're welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We're good. I'm, I, uh, well, I'm having I trouble speak speaking today. He's having <laughs> yeah. problems speaking and just like, what else are you having problems with, Ross? Like everything? Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the day is kind of just caught up with me and... Oh, yeah. So sad. Oh. So Skylar, tell us, yeah. by the way, my son's name is Skylar. Oh, and my cat's name is Skylar. So we, so have we like all have yeah, such Skylar right. connection. Oh my gosh. <laughs> tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know. Mm, well, uh, I have a cat named Tiger. That's very important. Um, sometimes I paint my toenails or I have my housemate paint them because that's fun. And... Well, you already said that I was transgender, so I guess I'll just say that I identify as queer. Perfect. Yeah. So we've talked a little bit about your background in the introduction, um, but I'd love to hear you maybe talk about your journey in your own words and maybe give us kind of an overview of your journey so far. Oh, yeah, totally. So um, I guess I came out for like the first official time when I was 15 as identifying as a boy at the time, as a man now. And um, that, w- that went pretty well for me. My family was slow but became supportive, even though um, my brother was hesitant. So it was an interesting journey. And my friends were supportive. So when I was 17 and a half, I began taking testosterone, um, which was very very exciting. So I started making videos about it, about my voice dropping. And as someone who played music, his music really helped me deal with all the feelings that I had before I knew the word transgender. So trying to articulate it in music. And once I um, really started feeling my voice and everything, I put these videos out online and people started watching them and I had no idea why. And so that's sort of how that began. And since then I've been, um, you know, my voice has still been dropping for like six years. So I'm 24 now. And I think I'm finally at this point where I can sing, which is really exciting. So <laughs> I really like Tell Me a Story, by the way. Really? Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, really, I really like the lyrics in that. Very honest. Yeah. I have to give a quick shout out to Alan Vasquez uh, on Twitter because he was the one who introduced me to your music. Yeah. Um, he's a big fan. Um, yeah, he is. Yeah, so, yeah. I, hey, Alan, if you want to like That was such a prompt like, shout out. That was just like out of nowhere. Uh, Again, yeah. this is oh, no, I just, it just kind of came out of me. I, I had to do it while I... Uh, <laughs> just like leaked. Wow, it was, yeah. Just what, yeah, it just... <laughs> 
just leading with his heart always. <laughs> that's what brought me to you, Marcia. That's oh, why we show. <laughs> no, but seriously, that song. Uh, I, I, I'm a songwriter myself, and I think that it's so important to um, be vulnerable and also. I mean, what sets what sets like a true songwriter? I'm going to sound so pretentious here, so I'm going to be careful how I say this. But what sense like what what separates a, a songwriter from someone who's just writing a song to sell? You know what I mean? Is honesty, I think, and and vulnerability, and telling a story that no one else can really tell exactly the way you can tell it. You know what I mean? So that's why I, yeah, I like yeah. that. I really like it, and it's very honest lyrics, and it's it almost has a lighthearted nature to it at the same time, which <laughs> which was really neat. I found Thank you. Yeah, and you're you're obviously very passionate about LGBT rights and advocacy, and, and I I want to know how does this tie into your music beyond maybe tell me a story. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've always sort of written activisty songs. Like I've been inspired by a lot of folk musicians, um, mostly like acoustic punk musicians. Like when I was in high school, and they would write like a lot about you know current like civil rights and everything. And so I got really into writing songs about LGBT rights for my friends, and then for myself and my community. Um, and I really find that it's a great way to express that. Like um, my friend Ryan Casado writes like a lot of activisty like songs like about the things that he's passionate about, and he's like a big inspiration for that because I think I don't know I like I love that power, and you don't really hear it on the radio as much. So like I love finding other artists that are doing similar things too. Quick question for you. So Ross always says LGBT, and I'm always like LGBT, LGBTQ. <laughs> oh yeah. A few of my friends are very particular about having the Q in there. And then some other people are particular about having the I and A in there as well. Where do you kind of stand on that? Um, I mean, I just tend to just stop at LGBT, but I just want people to know that I'm inclusive of everything. Exactly, it's just, right? it's a lot of letters. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah, so it's getting yeah. hard to say, right? Yeah. That's yeah. the kind of, kind of approach. Like you can say yeah. it like as a word. It would be so right. much easier. But. Right. I think the perspective should be like, you're included, like not, you know, left out. I think that's why the Q was put in there though, because Q kind of... You could just, yeah, it's the blanket, you know? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Cool. Cool. So you're working on a new EP. Yeah. Um, I want to know about it. Tell, tell us. Can you give us? Can you give us anything exclusive that no one else has? Come on, give us yeah. the goods. <laughs> yeah. Um, so actually, yeah, definitely because, um, and it's okay because I accidentally told him that I was doing this, so I only leaked it to him. But no one else really knows this. Is that I'm writing a song for my one of my best friends who's finally getting top surgery this December, and he's always loved my music, and he had a really rough last year, so I wrote this song that's like basically about like love and it's made audiences like that I've played around here like cry when they hear it so um yeah. but I have to like keep it under wraps until you know he has his surgery um so that he can be like the first person who knows like what it is and that it's about him and it's for him for that so you probably so, shouldn't mention it on a podcast or anything like no that. no he but I accidentally <laughs> like I accidentally was like it was in my dream and then I texted him being like oh man like you know I'm writing the song about you and then he said, like, oh, I can't wait until I take my first breath. And I was like, oh, man, that's the first lyric of the song. That's so oh, weird. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, that was yesterday, actually. <laughs> yeah. But, like, so he knows, you know, but he doesn't know now. You know? Right, right, right. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. We have a special so, listener question, actually. Yeah, from Alan. Uh, there you go. He would like to know what kind of got you into doing music and how have you followed through with your music as, as life has progressed? Yeah, totally. Um, I'd say that my dad really got me into music. Like my my mom, you know, she likes songs. Like we like Jack Johnson together, but otherwise she's not a music explorer. Whereas my dad sort of played in some jam bands. So he always was sort of trying to push instruments on me and my brother. And I was the one that was like picking him up. So um, he really inspired me to start like the 
basic four chords. And then from then on, I just found that it was a great way to express my poetry because I write like a lot of poetry and a lot of words and like a lot of feelings in my head that I just wrote down as words. And then to put them to music was just like so many more opportunities and ways to really, you know, express how I was feeling. So that's how I got into it. <laughs> so how do you feel your music has changed over the last few years? Oh, I definitely feel like I take it more seriously now. Um, I used to just sing and just, you know, I'd be like, oh, I'm definitely flat or oh, I'm definitely sharp or oh, that doesn't sound good, but I don't care. It's the words that matter. And now I've started to care about the notes because my friends are inspiring me to care more about <laughs> that. And I find that I can sing them, which is really exciting. And that's why Tell Me a Story was like a huge deal because my friends really helped push me um, in, the, in the studio. So that was cool. And so I'd say, yeah, like, as I move, as I'm moving forward, it's just got, I think, more maturity to it, maybe like a little bit more depth um, and more than the same four chords. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes that's all you need, though. Well, yeah, sometimes, sometimes you don't even need four. Sometimes three. you can just have, or two. Well, or that, that would very rarely, very rarely, too. <laughs> You're really skilled. You can do one chord. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it's been done. We need, to, we need to research this better. Yeah. Um, so you've, you've definitely built a very strong and loyal following on YouTube. Um, okay. You know, if there's any other artists that, well, if there's any other artists, of course, every other artist wants to build a following on YouTube. What sort of advice would you give, uh, not just artists, but to YouTubers in general, and, uh, you know, who'd like to do the same? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I'd say it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about, um, you know, the differences between songwriters and people that write songs for, you know, whatever purpose is this vulnerability and this honesty. And I really find that through my, um, you know, my YouTube channel and the things that I create that just continuing to be, you know, 100% myself and to express things, you know, at some point, at some points, I haven't been able to say certain things, but to most of the time, like allow myself to be vulnerable and to be honest um, with my audience like whether it's you know I haven't written any songs because it's a really hard winter or here's like five new songs because I'm just like on a songwriting binge and just be honest with me I know probably at least one of them is the worst thing you've ever heard so you know <laughs> it's just like it's really great um, and I think that it's with that honesty and with that vulnerability and just being so they'll feel like you're so much closer to them like you're not just you know on the screen and that's so important because for your fans that are getting to know this intimate part of you like you want to feel as close to them as possible yeah, yeah. it's not always easy though yeah you know? like well you mentioned that there's some things that you haven't been able to um, yeah. ex express i'm not going to ask you to, to say that now because <laughs> obviously but like where do you i guess where do you draw the line because if there's a few things you, is there a reason you haven't been able to express it? is that because your own boundaries or is that for another particular reason um, yeah, I was, I was thinking about this the other day, actually. I think it's mainly because the things, there are certain things in my life that if I were to share them with, you know, my, uh, you know, followers and the general public, they could actually hurt or haunt someone else. And I don't have that That's person's permission. So, I, you know, I've, got, I've gotten to this place where I've, you know, even written and shared like a song that was about, you know, it was, it was about my brother and it was a really great song. It's, it, it was very vulnerable um, and he was fine with it. But I think that overall, and in the end, I felt sort of weird about the fact that, you know, it does make him vulnerable. So that's not you know, just my own vulnerability. So that's what I sort of mean about certain things that, you know, I don't really want to share. But I think for like creators who do want to, you know, get to that point of feeling like they can share things and, and feeling vulnerable, like something that I did recently was, I just said to, you know, my followers, uh, like on a Facebook post being like, I was thinking about making a video about this. And here's like some details about it, but it's really sensitive. How do you guys feel about that? And like, 
you know, within a few hours, like hundreds of comments. Like, which video is this? You know, um, it's videos that I made actually. Like, I have this like sexually transmitted infection. I, I just watched that yeah. one. Yeah, I, I think that was amazing that. that you. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I, I just yeah. I thought that was amazing that you just put it all out there because it drops totally. the stigma. I mean, if someone gets an infection, any other kind of infection, there's no Wait. stigma, there's no embarrassment to it. But yeah. if it's an STI, suddenly like let's not yeah. talk about it. Sorry, exactly. go on. I, I just yeah. I wanted to commend you for that. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was and it was hard, but I've I've felt you know, and that's the other thing is like I felt infinitely better since I shared those two videos about it. I've honestly been looking at my body and feeling less stressed about it, being like, you know what? Even if this takes a few months to go away, like I feel like I it was a huge huge weight off my shoulders. So, um, but yeah, what I did was I basically asked them, you know, this is really sensitive, and here's some videos I'm thinking about making about it. How do you feel about that? They were so receptive to it, and so that really helped me feel like. You know, if I put this out there, there might be like one or two haters, but the majority are going to be supportive. And so that helped, you know, that was asking them ahead of time. So it was kind of building that, you know. And it touch. starts a conversation and it starts, mm-hmm. it, it breaks the stigma. It's as simple as that. Yeah, by, exactly. by doing that, you know what I mean? Like, like you haven't helped break enough stigmas yet. You're going that much further, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's important. Yeah. It really is important. People yeah. shouldn't be embarrassed about things like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I totally was, and I was like, I am so feeling probably what everyone. I would be too, though. I mean, like, that's the thing. That's how we're conditioned, right? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. So I remember reading on Facebook because I had to do quite a bit of Facebook and Twitter stalking for a section that's coming (laughs) up. This will all make sense soon. Um, But I saw that you were invited to the White House um, for an event. I, I can't remember exactly when it was. It was pretty recently, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in. uh, I think it was like July, end of July. Yeah, tell us about that because that must be yeah. like because how many people are invited to the White House oh, really? Well, everyone, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, it was extraordinary. It was for like the I don't know. I guess Obama is the first president to host this like LGBT Pride Month reception awesome. to really celebrate the like LGBTQ Pride um, <laughs> and <laughs> IAP everything. So. We, um, so me and my best friend actually went down there and there was like about maybe like three or 400 other activists or people that have been doing incredible work across the country, um, who we got to meet and be there to witness uh, him speak. And it was, yeah, it was truly wild. I got invited the day before. So, wow. yeah. <laughs> cool. Because I've been to the, oh, I say I've been to the White House. I've been, I've been, I've been in the same way that everyone's been in that I could oh, look yeah. at it from outside and I, I took a picture and. <laughs> I, I've not been inside. Yeah, but you um, you're not telling me the part where Obama's like, Ross, Ross, is that you? And, you know, went in and hung out oh. with Obama. <laughs> it's just too modest. Imagine to that, that me and Obama being best friends. I mean, I, I remember when Obama, got, Obama. It's so. I remember when he got elected. Uh, I was it was uh, my final year of uh, of college, and uh, and we were we were walking home. And every person I met, I was like high five, and it was Happy Obama Day, <laughs> and everyone was like, "What?" And because I, I stayed I up all so, night to watch it, I was so teary eyed when, when he won actually, because it was just so monumental. Yeah. And and then yeah. when when he made his first speech about uh, LGBT rights, like mm-hmm. I think it was like what three years ago or something like that. But his first like public uh, like speech, and I think it was also when he was reelected, he made a point of of speaking about that and how important equality is and everything. It just it, I can't help but get overwhelmed with emotion with stuff yeah. like that, you know, and just like. Finally, so, you know, it's still yeah. a lot of progress to make, but yeah. it's progress. Totally. You know? yeah. yeah. Very cool. I just want to get uh, a little bit deeper here and just ask you, what do you think the biggest misconception, uh, what's the biggest mis- misconception in your opinion that exists um, in the transgender community? Yeah, totally. Um, I think like one of the biggest misconceptions, like from the general public, as well as even within the trans community, would be that there's certain... Um, 
requirements to identify as transgender. And so I guess like what I mean by that is like some people will try and enforce this. Like you must have known at a young age or if you, you know, just are coming out now at 30, but you've never expressed this before, like it can't be true. Um, or, oh, you don't want to have surgery, then you're not really transgender or things like that, where it's assumed that there's like one narrative. And so um, I think that the biggest, you know, tool that there is out there is, you know, books and media where you can learn about so many different stories and like the unique paths that are taken. And I think one of the things that's hardest within the trans community related to that is comparing one's transition to another's because everyone has access to things that they might want to do, even if it's just changing their name um, or even if it's coming out like at certain points in their life. So everyone is different and it's important to not, you know, put people like on like, oh, you're more this and less that, and I need to be more of this and less of that, or that's not fair, you're not trans, things like that. I think um, the most important thing is like, just like cisgender people, like everyone is so different. <laughs> so that's it, yeah. exactly, that's the point. People, you're, I think that's beautifully put. It's, it's as individual, just as anybody else's journey, right? Uh, you're yeah. a person and, you know, I can't even say much more about it because I don't want to speak for you, but you know, you're just a person. We're all just people. Like, right. yeah. I, I think people just need to friggin' realize that. Yeah. I know. Just it's kind of ridiculous. Be. Yeah, people are going to look back on these times and be like, I can't even, can't even believe that. I'll be like, children, when I was your age, like gender equality didn't exist and people that were transgendered were not given rights. And they'll be like, what? <laughs> you know what? That's yeah. kind of similar to like when I was when I was really young, uh, just homosexuality was yeah. just a taboo thing. And I remember really in, in high school, I was like my friends and I were very, very pro-equality, pro-gay and everything like that. And, and it was very taboo at the time. And I used to always get this like, well, are you gay? And it's like, right. do I have to be black to care about black rights? Right. <laughs> Can I not just care about human rights? Um, yeah. And I, I see with, I, I have a few younger cousins that they've just been, they've grown up in, in a, at least it's particularly in Canada where it's just homosexuality. Is, yeah, it, it is what it is, whatever, right? Yeah. And, uh, but, I, so that's great to see that, that different generation, uh, you know, grow up with such an, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not just respect, but, um, acceptance of it and I'm hoping that by the next generation it'll be the same thing it, it, it's based on us when we have kids and raising our, raising our kids to just understand that people are of all different walks of life and they're yeah. just going to realize that it's just a normal thing yeah. you know and that will carry on you're always going to have the people that are behind like yeah. 200 years like people yeah. that are still racist <laughs> yeah. I've definitely noticed a difference in the last yeah. like even like 5 or 10 years or so I can totally see a difference. Oh yeah, definitely. and maybe it's just maybe maybe more people are speaking up now in favor of you know rather than being against. But I've definitely noticed a difference. Um, yeah, and it's a good thing, at least in this country. Uh, I know there's a lot of places that need work. You know, Canada's. I was you know. going to ask. I want to ask just just before we wrap up here again. I want to ask how you feel like each country, like where we're all from kind of stacks up because i know in canada generally speaking well particularly in toronto toronto is a very very liberal city mm -hmm. and uh you know the diversity is what just is amazing about it uh there are pe people do have the misconception that canada is like a very safe i guess relatively speaking it is but there are there are a lot of shitty things that happen in canada too you know yeah, um, but I think the general consensus, the general feeling is is just multicultural, multi-personal, uh, I, I guess. <laughs> I can't think of the words, but just accepting people, generally speaking, right? Yeah. Ross, what's it like What's it like in, in Scotland and in, in the UK generally? What's the general vibe and attitude towards LGBT 
Q? Generally, very good. More, more, more so in the bigger cities. Like when, when you get to like the kind of smaller, more rural places, um, yeah. you, you maybe run into some problems. And unfortunately, a lot of that has to do with them being more religious places. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say it straight up, totally. Yeah, but uh, but in the larger cities, it's you know, you don't even you don't even really think twice. It's just yeah, like, you know, that's a, it's interesting. I love that you brought religion into play. Usually, usually we we don't get into this just to keep all our audience happy. But yeah, that I think unfortunately, and I, I'd actually like to ask your opinion on this. Uh, um, well, actually, first, please tell me, like, what what do you feel like the general consensus is in America? Because I I know it's not that great <laughs> and maybe yeah. like in your in your state versus the rest of america what do you feel like where oh, do you yeah. think it's at um well the state that i'm in was the first state uh to legalize gay marriage so oh, basically wow. yeah yeah so wow, yeah so it's amazing um yeah so basically they also were one of the first to put gender like identity into protections as well because not that many states have it so i'd say where i live um has a lot of resources and a lot more education but i'd say you know like you said with religious areas like in the south um they are a bit behind from from what i've seen um and so i'd say that the the opinion is kind of split like there's probably a lot of people who are supportive of transgender people or people that are just neutral about it and just are like well they can just do whatever but like i don't understand it and then i would also say that on the other end of the spectrum there is like uh, still quite a few people that are violent, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, like, every other day I hear about a trans woman, like, somewhere in America getting, you know, hurt. It's not as bad as in Brazil, but, you know, it's it's still pretty... Is it, it really seems bad? Like I'm not familiar enough to know. Is um, it really bad in Brazil? I, I, believe that this, I believe that Brazil had, like, quite an enormous amount um, in comparison but of, like, of transgender murders. But they also do have a large transgender population as well. So it could just be... So you're be, trying to, like, ratio-wise? Yeah, but I don't, I don't think it's that. I think mm-hmm. it's, like, it's culturally, like, kind of acceptable to do mm-hmm. that. So, well, yeah. you know, again, just to say religion again, you know, um, teach their own and everything, but I, I, I think it's... If someone, if someone has a problem with something... You know, a lot of times it just comes down to a religious belief or, or you know, some sort of taught belief, you know, rather than someone mm-hmm. for themselves. And it's just so, it, nothing infuriates me more than that, you know. Um, I mean, just, just to use one religion of, of many, but actually I'm not going to talk about specific <laughs> religions, but generally speaking, a religion is supposed to teach peace. Yeah, and, and love, and actually I'm going to use like Jesus as an example. I'm not a religious person. I don't follow any particular religion, but... I was raised by a Catholic family, so I'm very familiar with that. And, you know, Jesus himself loved everyone, man. Yeah. His best friend was was a prostitute. I mean, like, come on. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. yeah. I know. That's, anyway, that's, that's how I yeah, feel, too. I just want to shake people. <laughs> right, right. I think, you know, I think it just comes down to, like, whether it's religion or whether it's something that parents have just said repetitively, like, around you um, or that your peers have said around you. It's, like... It just becomes an excuse to not open your mind. It just exactly. it's an excuse to not see things from a different perspective. Like, oh, you've been taught that, you know, there's only like a man should be with a woman and only mm-hmm. like vice versa. But what you're not seeing is that like, look, like, I don't know, we don't even have sex. We just love each other because we love each other. You know, like, and you understand this story and they're just still like, no, because they have this like excuse to just rooted excuse. And so, you know, I hope that someday like religion will just, you know, that's, I feel like there's less and less of that. I honestly mm-hmm. do feel like it is infiltrating, you know, those conversations and those churches and those religions. And I think that like people are welcoming it. And um, the people that aren't, I feel like might have to, you know, have their own little space. 
You know what? I love your positivity. I love, I love how <laughs> optimistic. No, I really do, and I really like your optimis- optimism. You know, because that's. I think we really need that. Um, <laughs> we really no, we really need that in, in all yeah. in all different avenues. But we really need that, especially in in this sort of uh, this sort of uh, conversation, mm-hmm. is to, to notice the changes and and to to keep moving on that kind of energy. So, are you ready for yeah. twenty questions? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is going to be fun. This is what Ross stalked you for, so. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but don't worry. It's, it's I'll, I'll start this one. Okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Meat or veggies? Veggies. Yes. CD or vinyl? Vinyl. Twitter or Facebook? Facebook. Mac? Mac or PC? Wait. Mac. Did I just say Twitter or Facebook? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just You're messed up. Take over. I, bro- I broke up the twenty. I broke the twenty questions. Go ahead, Ross. Sorry. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. So it's Mac or PC. Sorry. Oh, Mac. Yoga or yogurt? Yogurt. Breaking Bad or Orange Is the New Black? Orange Is the New Black. Oh, so good. Gotta ask you. Have you ever seen Wentworth? No. It's kind of like the. Aust- I, I'm going to say it's the Australian version of Orange Is the New Black, but it's just like a similar. Uh, like setting and everything uh but it's more dramatic check it out it's pretty cool sounds good you might like it orange is black is awesome what did you think (laughs) of the third season okay so we still have two more episodes don't say anything i won't say anything but what are you thinking so far it's um you know i really i'm i'm really happy with the way that they're going into the story last year it's a little it's a little crazy it's a little crazy people are hating on the third season i I actually think it's great it's a little more lighthearted this season but if you think about it, for other TV shows, the third season usually is so bad. So in comparison, usually third seasons are like, Pfft. so this one is actually like excellent, like considering. I think <laughs> See, I've, en- I've enjoyed yeah. it. I quite yeah. like that everyone else is getting a, like a bit more yeah. time to shine. Like, like it's less about Piper. Piper. Yeah, yeah, it was Piper. Yeah. I think everyone hates Piper now. Yeah, <laughs> no, actually, I think um, without giving anything away, you probably noticed that they've kind of shifted some characters in the third season a yeah, little bit in different directions, which good. I think is really smart. And even Piper, so. the way her characters changed in the third season, I thought she was hilarious in the third season. She is getting, she is like, doing know, some pretty hilarious things. Yeah. Like, have you seen, you know, her <laughs> whole speech? I mean, yeah. Without giving too much away, her whole speech uh, that she steps on the. the yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, was, good, that yeah. was just like that was really one good. of my right, favorite right. Orange New Black moments. Right? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bright Eyes or Annie DeFranco? Bright Eyes. Indie or Major? Indie. Now, this is personal. Canada, where I'm at, or Scotland, where Ross is at? Canada. Sorry, Ross. Finally, I win one. <laughs> Ross is I've always been to Canada. Anywhere. It was nice. Where were you yeah, I was just going to ask if you could explain your answer. <laughs> he's, uh-huh. he's a fan. Where in Canada have you been? Uh, Toronto and Montreal. When were you in Toronto? I was there for a concert, like, so probably like four months ago, and then also like when I went to Niagara Falls. Oh, cool! Yeah. Uh, it's too bad you did you weren't able to make it to World Pride last year. No, it was but, awesome. Uh, so cool. So Tegan and Sarah played. Oh, yeah, so awesome. Anyway, sorry, I don't mean to rub it in, <laughs> <laughs> but I want to come to Scotland. So, yeah. everyone wants to come to Scotland, but apparently not enough to actually come here. <laughs> they all say they want to come here, and then it's like, okay. <sighs> next oh. question. Oh, is it me? Oh, yeah. It is you. Okay, Friends or Seinfeld. Ooh, Seinfeld. Heroes or The Walking Dead? The Walking Dead. Kelly Clarkson or Kelly Osborne? Kelly Clarkson. Taylor Swift or Taylor Not So Swift? No, I'm kidding. Taylor Swift or Taylor Lautner? <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> I love her so much. I love you. 
She watches Michael, the show every week. So. Oh yeah, she totally does. <laughs> yeah, she never tweets about it though. I know she's just she kind of like she, you know, she's kind of indie like that. She's just like, I'm not gonna like just go tell everyone. Mm. <laughs> Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? Ooh, Michael Bolton. Oh, yes, someone said the Bolton. Yeah. Now, why'd you pick so, Michael Bolton? I think I, this this answer needs an explanation. Honestly, sorry, like Bolton. honestly, my my affiliation with Michael Bolton is like meh. but like I just had this like bad taste in my mouth thinking of saying Michael Jackson because I recently was thinking about like I don't know like love him you know but I was just recently was thinking about some negatives about him like you what know? just just all the bad stuff you know <laughs> like that happened I like was reading an article and someone brought it up like in the comments like for some reason and I was like wow way to like dig that back into my mind yep oh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yep. It's okay. Ross Ross was raised by Michael Bolton. And when I say this, oh, I mean really? literally like Michael Bolton was his stepdad. <laughs> no, he no, was no, raised no, no, on no. listening. No, I'm joking. No. He was oh, raised yeah. listening to Michael Bolton. Yeah, I, my mom yeah. listened to Michael Bolton all the time. Oh. So like my sister and I grew up with, uh, well, my, my brother as well, but mostly my sister and I because we were, we were older. So uh, yeah, we were totally listening to Michael Bolton my all the time. Too. She was like in love with Michael Bolton. Like yeah. she loved his hair. She loved everything about him—the cheesy power grabs and everything. And oh, oh of course. <laughs> and he did the Hercules theme song. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, the distance. Oh, yeah, God. you're right. That's uh, that's oh, why I chose him. Marcy was upset because this is the longest we've ever talked to Michael Bolton on the you're show. Like, <laughs> this was never supposed to happen. <laughs> Twerk or work? Work. Mm. That's not as Ricky? fun. <laughs> Ricky Gervais or Ricky Martin? Ricky Martin. I mean, he should have come back. He Mayo? has come back, hasn't he? Well, not well I'm... enough for me to notice, obviously. Oh, see, I'm pretty sure he, he was on a TV show here performing, and everyone was just like, oh, Ricky Martin's back. And everyone's like, all right, really? okay. <laughs> if Ricky Martin comes back and I don't notice, did Ricky Martin really come back? <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> now I'm going to have to go to YouTube after this and find him. <laughs> Whale or Kale? Kale. Good for you. I also have like five friends named Kale. Hi. Are you serious? Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, all of them are trans too. Well, there so you go. They just want to be the leafy green vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Bette Midler or the Riddler? Oh, I guess the Riddler. And the final question. Sorry, what was that? I said I don't know why. I just like the way it sounded better. It does. It sounds good, right? The Riddler. <laughs> yeah. Now, the final question is actually meant to make you feel uncomfortable and awkward because we're jerks. And now you have to pick between Ross or Marcio. Oh, well, I'm going to pick um, Ross because I need to come to Scotland and I need a place oh, to stay. <laughs> Everyone picks Ross. Really? Well, I picked Canada for you. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> so funny. Says that too, like, we pick Canada. <laughs> you got but Canada. I'm not Canada, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Let me just oh, I'm myself. sorry, Marcio. It's okay. I, I, I You're the better looking like, one. Hurt, you know, like, What's that? Look hurt. He was like, no, I'm like, not really hurt. I'm not really hurt. Know. Yeah, you look like you look fine. Just a little bit. <laughs> so I had to pick so, you. So let's change the topic. <laughs> Do you have any um, any recommendations? It can be music, film, books, art, anything. Um, yeah, I mean, right now I'm listening to this artist who is doing some really interesting things. Um, his name is Sam Dew, D-E-W, and he just opened for this other amazing artist named Rin Weaver, who I both really love right now. Yeah, they're like, they have this really great, like, indie, but just still, like, raw vibe, but it's combined with, like, 
electronic music, which I've really gotten into. And so, I don't know, I'm being really inspired by that as of late. And then um, book-wise, I honestly am reading like 17 books right now. It's a little ridiculous. But some of my favorite authors are Chuck Palahniuk, and I'm reading like his new book, but it's really creepy, so I recommend Fight Club instead, <laughs> just I to love start off Chuck with. Palahniuk, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the newest book is like, whoa! I got it at the airport, and I was like reading it on the plane, and I was like, I shouldn't be reading this in public. Was it naughty? It's really naughty. Have you ever, yes. to, have you ever read Choke? Yes, yes. Some of the scenes in that, man, I'm like, oh, this, wow. He's like, I he's need like, breather. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? He writes, yeah, he, he crosses the, he, he walks the, the thin line between fiction and erotica. <laughs> yeah, no, this one is like pure erotica. And I'm What's just it called? like, Ooh, it's called Beautifully You. Really? Highly, you need to, you need to, if you love Chuck, you got to witness it. Like, as a loyal fan, you got to read it. So, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, other than that, I really love the movie that I watch like on the regular uh, is Frozen. I love Frozen. I've and never seen it. It's so good. It's so good. What's it's, it with Skylar's and like in Frozen? Because my son like <laughs> loves it. I usually, maybe I never, my cat will too. <laughs> yeah, maybe you have to put it on okay. for your cat. There we go. Yeah, you have to watch it with all the Skylar's. It's so good. I've watched it like 20 times actually, and I've never watched a movie more than like twice, except for Jurassic Park, because that's also an exception. I've done that with Fight Club. And Requiem for a Dream. I've yeah, I've done it too many times. Yeah, Which one? Too. Fight Club or Requiem? Both of them. Because one of my friends film. really liked Requiem. And so oh, that was like the so first good. movie I ever watched twice. Yeah. Oh, so good. Oh, I've watched it a little bit more than twice. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like two times that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more like 50 plus. Not even joking. Yeah. Probably. Like, Do you know a word for my word? Life. <laughs> so I know word for word. Uh, yeah. A lot of it. Yeah, I know a lot of word for word in those movies. So oh, this has just been fantastic. Um, I, I yeah. could talk to you for hours and hours and just I know me too. And just fun. ask you so many <laughs> questions and you know, but you know, keep doing what you're doing. Keep spreading love and keep sharing your story because uh, we're all loving it. Thank you. Cool. And yeah. now, if uh, now your music can be found on Bandcamp, and yep. uh, you don't, you, do you post much music on uh, YouTube, or is that more? That's more your blogs. Um, it's more blog. my blogs. I do, yeah. I do them sometimes. I do music. Right. So you can find you can find them on uh, Skyler. Uh, where is this? I'm trying to read this. Right, Skylerkurgle dot com. And Bandcamp <laughs> is Skylerkurgle dot Bandcamp dot com, and YouTube yep. is YouTube dot com slash Skylark eleven. Yep. Perfect. And if you want to know what I'm up to and listen to my music, go to Marcianovella dot com. And if you want to see what I'm up to, um, uh, you can find me at electrickiwi.co.uk. Awesome. Thank you so much. Come back again soon. Yes, please. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome. And we'll see you next week. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com